0: So tonight, I want to just go back for a couple of minutes um, to prior to uh, our family coming over to Melbourne. Um, when we came over to Melbourne, and and you know, God put put this area on our hearts, and then specifically led us, I believe, sovereignly to to this location here on Croton and Lake Washington, and, and this the Church uh, Crossroads opened up their uh, arms to us as well and, and gave us a, at least a geographical home and uh, so we're thankful for that but when we came over we had a vision and when you start a church the vision is always about people amen because God's heart is for people God first loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever would believe it in him would have everlasting life and so God's heart is for people and so we put down on the website... Now, how many have ever, have ever been to our website, by the way? <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. How many have been there in the last, like, two months? Uh, oh, okay, all right, more than I thought. Okay, maybe we should keep that updated a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, early on, when, you know, when you're putting together a church website and you're starting a church, one of the things you want to be very clear about... Is what you're about as a church, and what and what, what you stand for, and of course, you know we have our theological statement on there, um, and you know to put it no other way, it's just you know we're 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 straightforward orthodox Bible believing Christians. You know, <laughs> I mean we believe in the gospel, we believe in the Trinity, we believe in the the work of Christ and salvation, we believe. Um, and all those things, and you, can, and you can see that on our, you know, kind of our beliefs, our, 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 you know, if you want to call it that, a theological statement. But then there are a couple of other things that you put on there too, like kind of a, a vision statement or, you know, what, what you want to see happen, what, what you feel like God has laid upon your heart. And if the church and the heart of God is about people, then I believe that The heart of a church should be to reach the generation that you're in. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. How many believe that? We're not called to reach the, the, the generation that's already gone before us. They're gone. The generation that is to come after us, they're not here yet. There's a generation right here now. And this is the generation that we need to reach. And so we want to be a church that does that, reaches this generation. And so, you know, I think that touches on kind of a little bit of the stylistic aspects of of what we want to do. We, we, You know, it used to be like if you started a church 20 years ago, you'd say, well, we're contemporary, you know? Well, that's that's 20 years ago, right? You know, now it's like, what are we? Um, Anyways, we want to be a church that reaches this generation. We want to be a people that is used by God that is 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 a current manifestation of the love of God to this generation. And when I say this generation, I'm talking about you know kids and middle schoolers and high schoolers and and young adults and on up into you know middle age. <laughs> Chris keeps on telling me that we're middle-aged now and I'm not accepting it yet. <laughs> but I guess if I live to be 92, I'm middle-aged, right? <clears throat> so we want to be that church. That's the, that's the vision of, in terms of the culture of the church. So we want to do that. But what I want to do now is I want to take a look at, I want to go deeper than the surface. I want to go deeper than just to say, well, you know, we've got some lights and maybe we want to have some more lights or we've got a band and electric guitars and drums and maybe we want to have, you know, more guitars and, you know, maybe even some fog or something. You know, that's all good and great. Yeah, don't be surprised if one day. (laughs) Okay. But I want to go deeper to the heart of who we are are called to be as South Coast. And it starts with this. It starts with, with representing Christ. We're to be a representation of Jesus Christ. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. He is the person, the second person of the Trinity that gave his all on Calvary for, on our behalf shed his blood, died, was buried and resurrected on the third day and calls each and every one of us to follow him. And so we want to represent him to the world. And we want to do that as closely as close to that representation as we can. And so I want to take you to a verse of scripture. It's in John chapter 1 verse 14. You don't necessarily have to turn there if you want to, you can, but I will have it up on the screen. And this is a passage in the Gospel of John, and it says this, speaking of Christ, if you read the first part of this this particular chapter, the first verse, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, amen? You, You skip all the way down to verse 14. Don't skip it, there's some great stuff in there. But skipping down to verse 14, it says this, and the Word became flesh. So you know who this Word is right there you know that this word is the second person of the Trinity. He became flesh and he dwelt among us. And so John, the disciple of Christ, is saying that the word, the logos of God, put on flesh and he dwelt among us. And what does he say? And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, I'm not going to teach tonight. I just want to touch on a couple of these things. But real quick, we talked about Abram the other week, the God of glory appearing to him. And the God of glory appeared to John. Amen? What he's talking about here is, is specifically in this verse is when Peter, James, and John were with Jesus on a mountain. And Jesus, it's, the Bible says, was transfigured before them. He the best way to, to, to talk about it is he literally kind of pulled back the, 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 the curtain, so to speak. It was like he was giving everybody, those three that were with him, he was like, okay, I'm going I'm to show you something. And he literally pulled back the curtain, and he, and he shone like the sun. He was bright. The glory was shining on that mountain. It's called the Mountain of Transfiguration. And this is what John's talking about. And so we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. And then he says, full of grace and truth. So this Christ, this Jesus, whom we want to represent as South Coast, John is telling us an important thing here about him, that he's full of grace and truth. And so if we're going to be a church that represents Jesus Christ to this generation and, and, and it's gonna be done in a way that's gonna bring transformation to lives all around us. We've got to represent Christ and he was what? Full of grace and truth. And that's important. It's important that John tells us that he was full of both of the things. Grace and truth. Not just grace, not just truth, but grace and truth. Because the grace of God is where God pours out onto us, each one of us, his unmerited favor. It's just the goodness of God, amen, just poured out upon us. And when you receive Christ, when you receive forgiveness of your sins, how many know you didn't deserve it? You didn't deserve salvation. You didn't deserve the forgiveness. But guess what? God loved you so much that he gave it to you, and that's called grace, And he wants to give that grace to every single person that would come to him. Mm -hmm. But he's not only full of grace, he's full of truth. You see, you have to have both. You can't have this grace that's just out here. And you can't have this truth that's out here just. You've got to have grace and the truth together. Why? Because if you're going to represent Christ... You've got to represent him how he is. And John told us how he is. He was full of grace and truth. So we want to be a place of grace. Amen? Amen. We want to be a place where the grace of God can be found, where people from, it, that from all walks of life, from any situation, can come in and find the grace of God. And when they come and they find the grace of God here, they can also come face to face with the God of glory who also has the truth that he wants to speak into their lives. And we need that. I need that. You need that on a regular basis. And people around us, people that are in our lives, they need that as well. They need that truth. Why? Because later in that same gospel, Jesus said in chapter 8, he said, you will know the truth and the truth will Set you free. It's the truth that sets you free. So if we want to represent Christ and see people dynamically changed in the power of the gospel and come face to face with the God of glory, we've got to be a people of grace and a people of the truth. Amen? And that's what we're called to do. Then skipping over to another passage where Jesus was teaching, and it's in, it's in the passage that's known as the Sermon on the Mount. We actually did a series on this, I don't know, about a year, year or two years ago. Anyways, picking it up in Matthew 5.13, John, the verse we read, told us about who Jesus is. Here's Jesus telling us who we are, right? He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Go to the next verse. 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. So Jesus is full of grace and truth, and we wanna be a people that are full of grace and truth that represent grace and truth. And how many know when, when there are some tensions in Scripture? There, are, you know, there seems to be an apparent tension between grace and truth, right? There's grace that says, hey, we forgive you, that God says, hey, I forgive you for your sin, you know, for whatever it is. I mean, as far as I know, the Bible says there's only one unpardonable sin, and that's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, All right? Everything else is a sin that can be forgiven. So what, anything else that somebody's involved in can be forgiven. They can be brought back. No one is beyond the reach of Christ, amen? There is no one. And we should never say they're too far. That person's way out there. They can't be reached. It's futile to even talk to them or to invite them to church. They'll never come. You'd be surprised. I pray that we all eat our words if we say that. Amen? And, and see God do some stuff with people that we might have thought, oh, they'll never come to Jesus. They'll never, you know. We'd be surprised, you know. And if you want to um, go back and get an oldie but goodie movie and put that on, see if you can find this anyway. I don't even know where you can find this. But go try to find The Cross and the Switchblade, oh, yeah. which is the story of David Wilkerson, who was this Pen- Pennsylvania preacher who God led him to go into the inner city of New York City to minister to the gangs, the gang members in New York City. This is in the 50s. Anyways, we won't have time to tell that story, but that's a powerful story, how God used David Wilkerson to reach one of the head gang members, the ones that most people would have said, no, Nicky Cruz, he'll never be reached. He'll never come to Christ. He'll never serve Jesus. He'll never darken the doors of a church. We need to be the type of people that Realize no one is beyond the reach of Christ. So we need to be so full of grace and then full of the truth. And then how do we deliver the truth? That we deliver the truth in love, Paul says. Ephesians chapter five. Deliver the truth in love. And, and, and there was one of the greatest at delivering the truth in love was Pastor Chuck Smith. He, he, he could say, if you don't know Jesus... You're going to hell, you know, (laughs) with just this love of a loving father that just made you want to, "Ah, okay, well, I need to know Jesus then, you know, and it's delivering the truth in a warm and winsome, but yet bold and passionate way so that people see the truth. So that's who Jesus is. We need to be, he says, you're salt and you're light. We need to be salt and light. Salt and light are both things that have a dynamic effect on whatever it comes in contact with. Amen? Salt is, is, was primarily used in ancient times as a preservative. And it was, it was uh, in fact, it was, it was valuable. So when... You know, if, if I said to you tonight, you're the salt of the earth, you go, know, okay. Well, I don't know. Whatever you say, right? That's what Jesus said, I guess so. You know, let's go get some French fries at McDonald's or something. <clears throat> right? But when Jesus said this, they understood the weight of what he was saying. Because salt in the time of Christ was, was a pricey commodity, In fact, a soldier, uh, a lot of the uh, military was actually paid in salt, and that's why there was a phrase known as, is is the man worth his salt? And actually, salary, the word salary, actually is derived from this idea of of when people were paid in salt, and were they worth their salt? So when Jesus is saying you're the salt of the earth, he he's he's giving these Christians, these people that are following him, he's giving them a high statement here. He's he's professing to them a, a high statement, a high compliment, a high status that we're the salt of the earth. Now, the salt was primarily used as a a preservative. There was no refrigeration and whatever, so they would use the salt as as a preservative. And the one thing about salt, if it's going to be effective at all, it's got to get out there onto the stuff that it's going to have an effect on. So if you're going to preserve meat, salt makes no difference if it's just in a can or in a bag on that meat. The only way it would preserve that meat is if that salt was put onto that meat so that it could have that preserving effect. And we've gotta be the salt of the earth. So what I wanna do is I wanna say that we're South Coast Church, we're salt, we're the salt of the earth, amen? And we wanna be, we wanna have an impact. We wanna be people who who are emulating Christ, full of grace and truth, but that we're also salt, that we're getting out there and we're talking and we're mingling with people and we're bringing the word of God to bear. Maybe it's something that we learned at Bible study or women's ministry or Saturday night or whatever. And we're bringing that to bear upon the people in a warm and winsome way, speaking the word of truth in love and then um, you know compelling them to come in. Right? And they're invited to the banquet. Jesus talked about a The parable of the banquet and the the invitations for the banquet all went out. And they invited all these people and, and, and no one showed. And finally they said, just go out to the highways and byways and just invite anybody. And that's what we're called to do, literally to go out to the high. How many are out there on the highways and byways? (laughs) I tell you what, I don't know if you've noticed it, but the traffic is picking up in Melbourne. I've only been here about three and a half years, and it seems like it's picking up on these highways and byways. And so that means there's more and more people around us that we need to be salt and light. Now light, and I'll finish up and get a little bit more specific about what we want to do. We want to be, Jesus says, you're the light of the world. Go back to that verse real quick, 14. You're the light of the world, uh, Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. This is to say that you've got a light. Don't hide it under a bushel. We used to sing a little song in uh kid's church when I was a kid. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, right? And what happens is we, uh, we put it under a bushel. That's what the text says. But Jesus says, you're the light of the, you're the, light of the world. You're the light of the world. A city that's sat on a hill cannot be hidden. If you've ever traveled and you've come up on one of those cities that literally is set on a hill, at night, you can see the city for miles away. Why? Because it's all lit up. And we're the light of the world. We're the light of the world, Jesus says. And we've got to be the light. We've got to to shine the light. We've got to be those people who are called to represent Christ and to represent him to the world. Now, what does that mean? the world around us. We have a world that is immediately around us, each and every one of you. You have a world at school. You have a world at work. You have a world in your neighborhood. You have a world, did I leave anything out? Just around, right? In the coffee shop. Facebook, Facebook. thank you, good. Good. We we're, we're, we're need to be salt and light. So maybe this is a call for us, you know, to uh, you know, maybe change up our, our social media habits because we're called to be salt and light. So that's a good question. Are we salt and light on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram? Or are we representing something else out there? Are we full of grace and truth? Are we salt and light, or are we representing something else? So I want to encourage us tonight. What we want to do at this point is, when we came over here, there was just a, it was just basically my family and Dave and Chris, and, and just basically our two families, you know, and that was it. And we didn't, we, you know, we we didn't have, you know, no one sent us over here. Here's a, here's a hundred grand, go start a church. There are churches. I, I have friends that start. Here, here, you know. Everything's, you know, just here. Just go do it. Here you go. Go start the church. We've never been blessed that way. Amen. <laughs> We've been blessed with more of the, oh, you want to start a church? Okay, well, let's pray for you, brother. <laughs> we, we're in more of the Bon Jovi school, of, of 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 church planting. You know, living on a prayer. <laughs> and uh and so and so that's what we've come in in to do. And so what we've done is I want to encourage you in two ways. What we've done is we've come in and just one of the things that you learn in leadership is to lead with your strengths. Amen. Lead with your strengths and then God is going to bring along the people to fill in the gaps where that are your weaknesses, amen? And, and, and I've got some strengths, and, and I've got some weaknesses. Maybe you can point out all my weaknesses for me. Maybe you've got them, you know. No, you don't. You, you, you guys love me. But amen. we all have weaknesses. We all have strengths. And one of the things you learn in, in leadership is to, oh, to lead with your strengths. And we've got some weaknesses. I have some weaknesses, And what you want to do is you want to bring people around you that complement your strengths and, uh, you know, fill in the gaps where other people are strong, where you're weak. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some leaders, there's a weak leader that's intimidated by that. And so they end up trying to bring people around them that, you know that they can dominate, or that they can control, or they can whatever. And then there's the strong leader that says, "Look, I'm. I've got some strengths that God's given me, and I've got some weaknesses, and God wants to fill in those gaps. And we're kind of to that point, amen. We're to that point at South Coast where God wants to begin to fill in some of the weaknesses and some of the the, the glaring holes, amen." Because there's so much more that can be done. One of the things that we've done is coming over is we've done things in such a way, um, we do want to do things well to the best of our ability, but, but you can do things, you can try to do so many things so well that, uh, how is it worded? Like you, you try to do so many things so well that nothing gets done well, right? And so, so you get spread thin, and you end up kind of like a you know, you know, playing the saxophone and doing a top hat, and over here, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain over here. And we and we don't want to we don't want to do that. We want to lead with our strengths, and then we want to see God bring along people and, and have them bring their talents to bear upon the situation, and so that we all are fitted together and grow up, and God begins to do an incredible thing. So tonight we 're going to give you an opportunity to find a place where you can plug in and begin to serve in the ministry at South Coast now I want to tell you and I want to preface it by saying this it may not be uh, the place that you're ultimately in there may it may it, you may step into something now that is just a, it's it's a it's a it's a doorway it's a pathway um, into uh the greater ministry as South Coast continues to to develop, okay? But I want to invite you tonight to step through that doorway into that pathway because we're to a point now where God has brought some faithful people alongside of us um, that have filled in some gaps and uh, have been awesome, and now they have joined us, and now we're all kind of at that point where we're, you know, doing the top hat thing with the double saxophone, and you know I, I used to be a gary any Gary Larson fans, the old far side uh, cartoon yeah I, I used to read I used to sit in bed at night in college and I would like read the far sides and my favorite one was the one where it was this old man with a beard and a robe and in the first one he this guy was playing two saxophones, and the next one it was a top hat and cane, and he was doing this and The other one, he was like, you know, juggling and all this. And then the caption was, the acts of God. (laughs) So anyways, (laughs) I I just, (laughs) just, for whatever reason, that one just struck me as so funny, you know. But, you know, we don't want to do that. What we want to do is continue to lead with our strengths and to have you step into a role where you can lead with your strength and and add to. So we're going to do that in a minute. Now I want to back up and I want to talk to you about going out and to be salt and light. We are, we have been talking about, um, you know, just moving forward into the fall. And, you know, God provided um, some momentum for us back in the, in, the, uh, in the winter. We came along and we were doing things and whatever. And all of a sudden we, we did the, uh, the outdoor service in February and, uh, and that thing just kind of surprised us all and was a, was a great thing. And then we've continued to kind of move forward in that momentum all the way through the rest of the winter and the spring. And now we've kind of made it through the summer, you know, at least as far as, you know, the kids are back in school, but we're still sweating. But, um, <clears throat> but anyway, so we've made it through the summer. But, uh, but we're, we're, God has just really put on our hearts to gear up for everything that he wants us to do this fall. So there's gonna be a place for you to plug in and serve. Let me just paint the picture a little bit for you. Let me just paint the picture for you of a Saturday night. You roll up on the property. Now, what, I just wanna talk about the property real quick. Crossroads has just, um, you know, given us a lot of, of uh, you know, slack in the rope a little bit and said, you know, okay, we went to them, we said, we wanna paint, we wanna do this, we wanna do that, and they said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So we have painted the, 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 the building, we're not done yet, we got a little bit more to finish up, and the sidewalk is gonna be the finishing touch. When we got that, we got this really nice paint with a, like a sand grit on that for that sidewalk, it's gonna be fantastic, it's like a Sahara sand, you know, so we can feel like we're Abraham out there on the, you know. <laughs> Walking into the into the land of promise, you know, when we come in, and and so, so we've said, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get, you know, one of the things you want to do with a church is you want to have really great signage, and our signage was always like, you know, ah, you know, it was okay. I, I, I know I, I like a good graphic, I like a good logo, you know, I'm all about that stuff, but just we 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 just invested in and we got. A lot more signage. There's some more stuff we want to do. I actually am working on getting a couple of those. You know, the, you see those flags? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm working with my guy um, to see if we can get some of those and we can put those in the ground on Saturdays. So we wanted to step that up. We wanted to kind of dress up that outside of the building and the presentation as you come in. That's all for what we really want to do, which is to reach out to people and have them come To a place where they can receive the grace and the love of Christ and the truth of God's word. Amen? I mean, that's what it all comes down to. And so what I want to do right now is I want to challenge us all. We've been wanting to do this, to take everything, it's kind of time to kind of take it to the next level, to the next level. So what I want to do is I want to paint just a small little picture for you tonight. It's vision night, so I want to give you some vision, right? (laughs) Paint a picture of coming onto the property on a Saturday night for service, there's a couple uh, young people out in the in the uh, parking lot waving people in as they're coming in. A couple greeters in here in the door shaking hands and saying, Hey, welcome to South Coast. we're glad that you're here. Java Cafe is just ready to rock, ready to go. everything's happening. The whole audio visual team is ready to roll the ministry team and the band is ready to roll and we've got a a prayer team and a altar counseling team that's all prayed up and ready to minister we've got people just you know shaking hands and 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 introducing themselves and and just a vibrant thing and one by one two by two and families start pouring in until this whole room is just packed all the way back to the table back there until we're like oh wow this is incredible and, 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 and lives are pouring out worship to Christ and, and, and just there's an electricity and there's just a, a power in the room when, when that's happening because when we gather together to exalt him and to praise him, there's something that happens when, when we do that as a congregation. That the Bible says that he, he, that he inhabits the praises of his people. That he literally dwells upon the praises. And when we praise him, We know that God is everywhere. Amen? He's everywhere. But there's something special. There's a dynamic manifest presence that happens when two or three and many more come together and begin to pour out praise and begin to enter the the, the gates uh, with thanksgiving, enter His courts with praise, and and, and it becomes an electric atmosphere. Amen? Amen. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen. Amen? So, well, what, what, what I see on a, on a Saturday night is everything that the little picture that I just painted and more. And it's just a dynamic thing. And people are coming in to an atmosphere that is charged with the Holy Spirit, filled with the praise and thanks of the saints. That's you. And then just the word of God just comes in on top of that and fills each heart. And so there's the grace There's the truth. There's salt and light. And he's glorified. His kingdom is built. And we're taking it on to the next level. Amen? So we want to invite you tonight to get just a little vision of that in your mind. And, And invite you, as you do that, to find that place where you can plug a hole. Now, you may, may, people may come in from time to time, and it's interesting that this will be said, and it's, it's, there's no, no fault in, in saying this, but you can go into a small church, and you can say, oh, we're, it's small, they don't really need me. Or you can go into a large church and say, oh, it's large, they don't really need me. And neither one of them are true, <laughs> amen? Because if it's big, you need a lot of people to do all that. And if it's small, yeah, we need you because it's just us. You know, you know we got the plates up in the air and we're spinning them. And we don't want to drop any. And so there's always a place, there's always a, a, a place where you can step in and serve the Lord. And we just want to, you know, plug as many people in as possible and have all of us come together as a church on Saturday night, so ready to serve the Lord, to serve each other, and to worship and glorify Christ and hear from his word, that Saturdays, and we've had some really good Saturdays, amen? Yes, yeah. We've had some powerful Saturdays. We ha- I don't think we've seen anything yet, amen? I don't, we've seen some good, it's just a foretaste. It's just a sampling. It's just God wanting to say, hey, come on, let's press in. I'm with you. Let's do this thing. And we're going to see a mighty, mighty thing happen. So what we want to do right now is we're going to invite you right now. we're, we're, We're on that. We're on the level where there's some basic areas where you can get involved. And within those areas, there's probably some some nuance where some things that we're not thinking of right now can be kind of thought of, (laughs) you know. And I'm to that point now, and I'm just going to be, this is me just being 100% transparent. I'm really to that point with South Coast that God let tonight be a great success because I'm to that point where if this thing's going to go to the next level, it's going to be all of us here Buying in and saying, okay, here we are. Here I am, send me. Put me in this place. Put me in this place. Let's see some, some, some door greeters raised up. Let's see some people out front. Let's see some people raised up to help with the hospitality and the audiovisual and, 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 and everything else. We got logistics, signage, photography, design, creative. There's a bunch of stuff. But in order to go to the next level, we've got to all come together and just give that which God is asking us to give.